Magen Margalit, thank you so much for joining me today uh, in Startup Nation United. I really appreciate uh, your time. Um, uh, your your background is fascinating. Um, you know, I'll just say that. We just talked about how you recently left after 19 years at Banca Paulim. Most recently, you were CIO, uh, obviously holding uh, incredibly important positions. Today, you're at Code Value. Um, also in, in, in a very, very important position. And, and so, you know, putting aside for a second your, your day-to-day, you've also taken a very active role on October 7th to help understand how do we take what's happening in the war and, and happening um, here in Israel and locally, but bringing it to other local geographies that don't necessarily experience what the local here is experiencing. And, and that's a, that's an important um, an, an important feat and an important endeavor. Um, and so I, I have here right in front of me, you know, the westisnext.org, this initiative. But before we even dive into what that is, I want you to take me back a little bit about yourself. Tell me, you know, a little bit about your journey, and then I want to get to what ha- where were you on October 7th. Okay, so first of all, let me thank you for having this opportunity. And... As you said, I was uh, most of my career I was in Banca Poalim, which is uh, Israel's largest bank. I did a lot of roles uh, regarding infrastructure, managing infrastructure department, uh, including mainframe storage, backups, data infrastructure, um, mostly basically all the infrastructure things that are available that have in uh, in the bank. Uh, during the COVID-19 period, I was in charge of the business continuity of the bank, uh, including the IT department, and it was a fascinating uh, period, uh, creating uh, the, the possibilities to work remotely in the bank, um, and it was a very, very comprehensive effort. And at the end, uh, the last role that I had was a digital transformation leader, which basically completed all the digital transformation program of the bank. Uh, today, I'm at Code Value, as you said. Uh, I'm a CDO, Chief Digital Officer, and basically my role is to help uh, organizations that are doing digital transformation journey to maximize uh, the benefits that they get from the multi-million dollar investments that they're doing in order to be digitized and get uh, a cost-efficient competitive advantage. On October 7th, uh, I was at home like most Israelis. It was Saturday morning, and I heard uh, all the SMS notification uh, starting to alarm that there are rockets uh, launched uh, into Israeli Israel area, and in the first few days, uh, basically most of the Israelis were about were a bit shocked, and uh, there was a, a lot of uh, in, individual initiative that uh, started to arise from the surface in order to help the country in this difficult hour. A few days later, the business sectors started to recover and understand that they need uh, also to join and collaborate with the efforts of helping the country uh, in this war efforts 
And when I came back to war, basically I thought what code value with its capabilities can do in order to help. And one of the things that I came up with is that we saw that the Israeli advocacy is not being able to transfer the feelings, uh, how it is, how it is uh, to sit in a coffee shop or at your home or in work and hear the sounds of explosions and rockets, uh, uh, rocket missiles fired at you and, uh, and sirens and alarms and they don't really understand what we in Israel are dealing with almost every day. Even today, we had a lot of uh, missiles uh, shot at us. And the idea was to take a, a supreme software architect that we have in our company and to create a web application very fast that will take all the rockets that were shot uh, into Israeli areas since October 7th and try to uh, simulate how it would look like if it were shot uh, to London areas, to uh, Berlin, to Rome, uh, Los Angeles, and every any other city that we felt that it is important to transfer the emotions into. And we added some sirens alarms so you can hear that uh, you should go into a, a safe place in Greenwich, uh, in London, or in a Chelsea market in New York. And basically it would make an urgent sense of the matter that you need to go right now to a safe place. And we also had information about uh, the, the missiles uh, barrage itself. How many people were injured? How many people uh, unfortunately were maybe uh, casualties and dead and uh, it enabled us to to create a feeling that w would pass through to people that are don't that don't live in Israel, and uh, we want them to feel what we are feeling. After we published uh, this web application to press uh, press websites and to advocacy leaders, um, we started to get requests. Please add Berlin in Germany. Please add Cape Town in South Africa. Please add some and more and more location. And then who did these requests come in from? A variety of people. It came from uh, advocacy leaders. And it came from uh, the Israeli ambassador of Cape Town of uh, South Africa. Uh, sent us uh, my uh, CEO, Tali, got a request from a CEO, a co-CEO friend uh, in Germany that she knows and it's a friend and wanted to help and try to pass the feeling to her groups, uh, WhatsApp groups and a connection in Germany. So it was from a variety of sources. But um, the most important thing is that we got responses that it helps, uh, that it helped uh, and uh, we got responses from people that are not Israelis, and they are not, uh, they weren't familiar with the feeling of uh, seeing that your uh, house is under fire and there are mice missiles and rockets uh, that are shot uh, into your house, above your house, 
and they got the feeling uh, how how it how how is it and it, it I think that it was very helpful for the Israeli advocacy. I think that uh, we got some points by being able to pass through this feeling. Well, why was it important for you personally to to do this? So why, why did you feel that you know being an impactful player in the in the advocacy domain is going to make a meaningful impact? from your end? I think that uh, we Israelis are very frustrated uh, from the response that we get in the world uh, regarding uh, the October 7th, not reg- every, every time, but especially regarding October 7th event and what comes afterwards. Uh, the world really seems not to understand, some of the world, seems that he doesn't really understand what we are facing and what we are dealing with as they're looking. Uh, and I, I can agree that there are other things that the world should look at, but it also needs to be understanding to what Israeli uh, citizens are uh, facing every day and the reality that we are facing. And I, I, I personally very, very frustrated when I hear uh, some major leaders in the world, uh, even celebrities or uh, leaders in the United Nations that uh, have um, the opportunity to help and they don't see and don't understand the, reali- the reality that we're facing. And we thought that moving the, this feeling that we are feeling every day and transferring it to their home, to their places of going to work and going to coffee shops and and will make them better understand the uh, the reality, better understand that it's not uh, logical that citizens will sit and walk under fire. 100%. I, th- I think that ultimately... Um... What what you're touching on is probably one of the like you mentioned one of the most important parts of the of the conflict that that are being felt by I think every every citizen. Um, and last question: when you're when you're looking at the development process of this, how, how did this how did this jump you know come about? So you you know October seventh, everybody's in shock. How did this really come together? This uh, um, the West is next. You know this this the, from the development side. I mean, how did how did you operationalize it? And and how long did it take? You know, when did it go live? So basically, as I said, uh, after October seventh, uh, most of us were in shock. It took us a few days to recover. Yeah. A few days to recover. And um, basically, I was involved in a lot of initiatives of moving drones from one place to an army unit uh, individually and helping uh, get some uh, uh, devices and uh, equipment for military soldiers and doing some uh, help for a major bank and major hospital in Israel in connecting them with uh, a startup company that will help uh, with AI and BI technology identify absence and uh, casualties. 
And after we did all these uh, personal initiatives, um, the business, my company, we had a management meeting and we said, okay, as a company, what can we do in order to help? And we had some areas that we decided that we can, with our capabilities, be a major effect. One of them was creating this web application. And because we are a software company, we, we have a lot of developers and software architectures. It can be very easy for us to create a, a, a web application and launch it uh, via one of the cloud into the world and help and try to help. So we conducted a team of uh, two developers and one uh, UI UX architect. And basically, with, uh, within two or three days, we had the first, uh, the first uh, version of this website up on the air, uh, launched, uh, into the, in, launched uh, to the press, basically. And afterwards, we just inserted more and more uh, capabilities uh, as the requests were coming in. Phenomenal. Again, I really want to uh, thank you for the time. Obviously, I think it, well, what we were speaking about here is very resonates well with your name um, again. Uh, so thank you very much for, for the effort and for all the work you've done uh, with this, but in general with, uh, with everything in our ecosystem, uh, you're obviously a huge part of it. So thank you so much for uh, effort and uh, best of luck thank you very much and i hope that uh, we will meet in uh, better circumstances <laughs> 100 100 thank you